Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's definitely going to be different not having those matchups that you would expect every year. Because the NHL drafts like 17-year-olds. The NHL has to tread the water really carefully. Like, they don't even have a goalie. Like, what is, what is the draw? But going into this year because of the Seattle Kraken's expansion draft. But, Where is this going? Oh, so, no, so listen, hear me out. It's going somewhere. It's, it's just not part of hockey. Like, really looks like that weird dad I don't want me to pick up from school. Like, Welcome to Slapshot Sweethearts. Hello and welcome back to Slapshot Sweethearts. I'm Shane and I'm sure that you noticed my co-host is not with us today. She is traveling back to the East Coast as we have all been waiting for. So we are excited to have her back in the same time zone. Um, but we are joined by Jean-Luc Grandpierre, who is a former NHLer and current Fox Sports analyst for the Columbus Blue Jackets. How are you, Jean-Luc? I'm good. And you? Good. Uh, looking forward to the Blue Jackets game today. So excited to see them hopefully get back another W against the Stars. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, they haven't been able to get the season sweep yet as far as like even a two-game series. So that'd be nice to see them win that one today. Yeah, that would be great. Um, so we can just dive right in. You want to tell us a little bit about yourself to kick it off? Uh, yeah, um, I guess, uh, was born and raised in Montreal, Canada and, uh, grew up obviously loving hockey and, uh, playing the sport, uh, along with soccer as a young kid and, uh, kind of decided to pursue hockey at some point, you know, when I was a teenager, uh, you know, when hockey becomes a little bit more of a you know, more than a six month sport and you expand it to eight months at the time. So I had to make some choices and decide that the hockey was really a sport that uh, I was more passionate about and uh, was lucky enough to, you know, play, you know, back home and then uh, make it to juniors, uh, you know, was uh, drafted in the NHL by the St. Louis Blues. And uh, yeah, I got to live the dream of playing professional hockey and, you know, starting, you know, really building your, your resume, I guess, you know, from the American Hockey League to the NHL and then uh, uh, continue my career in, uh, in Europe uh, post-lockout. So that's uh, a decision that, 
you know, I decided to make is, uh, you know, the move to Europe. And then uh, I was lucky enough to play seven or so season over there. And uh, yeah, I really had a blast. And now uh, I'm retired, still living in Columbus and, uh, you know, working uh, along with the Blue Jackets and Fox Sport on uh, description of the, the games, along with uh, Jeff Rimmer, Jody Shelley and uh, Ryan Giesenschlag. So I'm part of the game coverage, uh, you know, locally here for the Blue Jackets and uh, really enjoying it as well. So it, it's been great. Still around hockey. Yeah, that's incredible. So in terms of, you know, how you got to the NHL, how did your lead up to there, you know, like tell us about draft night, tell us about, you know, your your junior career, how you got to that big night. Uh, so junior career was, uh, it was definitely an up and down affair. I guess, you know, my draft year, uh, I got, uh, I got, two pretty serious injuries uh, during my draft year. So I didn't get to play all the games. And uh, so I slipped a little bit. I was uh, originally, uh, you know, early season, I was ranked like third round. And, you know, I went to the draft and, uh, you know, I had to wait till the second round to hear my name being called. So I wasn't really happy about that. That's, uh, you know, always, a, you know, it's your dream. You see all your buddies getting drafted and then you're still sitting there. So, yes, I did get drafted, but I had to wait uh, quite a long time. And for me, it was kind of like an internal motivation uh, as well. Once uh, I signed my first professional contract to really prove myself and uh, being able to, to make it to the big league. So it took about a year and a half before I got my first call up. And, uh, you know, obviously I became like... Uh, you know, regular NHLer once I got traded from Buffalo to uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets, but uh, loved every minute in the Buffalo organization I spent. It was a, it was a great organization, great city, and uh, yeah, I feel bad for these fans right now because obviously right. the the team has been struggling uh, over the last few years, and uh, they definitely deserve uh, you know a more competitive team. Let's call it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they should be competitive the way the roster is built up. But I, I mean, as an East Division fan, um, I don't know what's going on in Buffalo. It's it's frustrating to see, I'm sure, for those Buffalo fans. But um, in terms of the Blue Jackets right now, I mean, they are doing all right, I think. I mean, like you said, they, they, don't, they don't have any uh, season sweeps yet, which is a little frustrating to see. But how do you think they're going to go into the trade deadline? Uh, I don't know. It's funny. I was talking to Yarmo Kekalainen, and the general manager yesterday, and, uh, you know, we kind of ran out of time to ask him the question. But, yeah, I don't know at what time in the season, you know, if you keep being a 500 team, you decide to, like, start thinking about next season instead of making a real push for the playoffs. So it's a fine line, and I think every organization approaches it, you know, a different way. But for the Blue Jackets right now, they have, you know, Nick Foligno and David Savard are going to be unrestricted free agent, uh, you know, uh, Michael Delzato as well. And, you know, those are some guys that, you know, you could get a pretty decent, uh, decent return for on the trade market as, uh, you know, real contenders are really looking for missing pieces in their lineup. Uh, so we'll see how it goes. Uh, I know they're desperate for, you know, a number one center. Uh, right now here to uh, really get the Patrick Line going. But uh, yeah, it's going to be, I think basically the guys in the room are going to decide which way they, you know, they're going to force the hand of the GM. Like, hey, are we adding for this year? Or are we thinking about the future? So we shall see. But yeah, it, it's been uh, a challenging year for this team, that's for sure. And it's not like they're in the bottom of the league, but they're yeah. definitely up to the standard we've been used over the last few years. So. 
Yeah, and you know it's harder to tell just because of the way that the divisions are stacked up. But, you know, it's it's incredibly different compared to other years with your only playing. I mean, I'm sure they've played the stars like we said, you know, four or five times now, um, even with the COVID shutdowns and everything. So, I mean, how do you feel about the Blue Jackets in their division? Do you think that the the season would be shaking out differently if they were playing different teams, or do you think it would probably be the same? I don't think it would be any different because I look at the Metropolitan, which is basically the East, you know, you know, a lot of the teams are in the East right now. So <clears throat> you look at uh, Washington and the Islanders are still doing really good. And then Tampa Bay would still be in, a, in our division. And uh, actually, no, Tampa Bay would not be. But if you look at the East, the East is just as strong, in my opinion. I think the Western you know, division is really the weak one, I think, if you look at all three, including the Canadian one. So I think it would still be the same thing. Yes, of course, you have uh, some rivalries that you're a little more used to, like the Pittsburgh, the Washington. Uh, but it, it would be, uh, I think the results would be the same. So I'm not blaming it on, uh, you know, the COVID realignment or anything like that. It's just really within that room they need to figure things out, you know, a little faster because now we have the halfway point of the season and they've just not been consistent. And the Blue Jackets historically is a team that's hard to play against, you know, every single night. And right now we were seeing it some periods they're here and some periods they're not. So it's hard to win that way. Yeah, absolutely. And I know John Tortorella is historically, uh, a very direct coach when it comes to, you know, lack of consistency and things like that. Um, and he was completely direct with Patrick Line when he was not, you know, bringing that consistency after the trade. How, what's your initial take on, you know, how John Tortorella is handling that situation following the trade? Well, I think he, he's been uh, really good. He, he's trying to set the standard and, uh, you know, it's funny. I compare John Torella coaching style to anybody's golf game so i don't know if you're a golfer but you know sometimes he gets crap yeah <laughs> so sometimes he gets crap because he doesn't put certain players in certain situation and to me i'm just looking at it as you know i'm on the 18th you know on the 18th hole and i have to pick you know am i going for the home run with my driver or am i going to play it safe and you know tee off with my three wood and a lot of time people will say, well, you got to go for a driver, right? So it's as a coach, you make the decision and you live with it. And sometimes it's the right decision. Sometimes it's not. But I think he gets uh, more bad press than any other coach just because of his previous relationship with the media. I think that's really right. what's hurting him more than anything else. Because I think a lot of the things, you know, they talk, he talked about couple of games ago we were talking about Patrick Liney being benched and he really wasn't being benched. I mean, he was playing. It was just very sporadic because of the situation. They needed defensive players on the ice and uh, they were trying to, you know, hold on to this lead. They were up 4-1 against the uh, Florida Panthers and then the Panthers kind of took over the game. And at this point, you're trying to defend. You're not thinking about taking chance offensively. And Patrick Liney right now, at this point, is not a great defender yet. So that's his decision. And I see it, but a lot of fans don't. Yeah, that completely makes sense. And you brought up the Panthers, which is a good segue into, you know, kind of the surprises for the Central Division right now. I, in our initial start, which I'm sure I'm not alone, did not expect the Panthers to be good. Um, I mean, they were not particularly good last year. The, the roster didn't change that significantly. Um, what are your 
initial takes on, you know, the the big unexpected things that are going on in the Central Division right now? I'm stunned. Uh, (laughs) Just like everyone else, I saw, for me, you know, my top three in that division this year was going to be Tampa, Carolina second, and then third, I was thinking maybe Dallas, but I did not see Florida being in there and it's uh, it's a different team. Uh, I think uh, Bill Zito, who was uh, you know for, he's a first year GM there, made some incredible moves as far as uh, adding speed to their lineup. And then uh, also, you have to give credit to their coaching staff because uh, they're I wouldn't say they're a more you know defensive system than they were last season, but they've definitely made some great adjustment uh, on the backside and. Uh, you know, this McKinsey regard <clears throat> that's on their first pair there is he's really opened my eyes. Didn't know much about him until this season, but he really sticks out as a key piece for their defense. So hopefully, I don't know if he signed for a long-term deal or not, but he's definitely a key piece of their defense, and he's been making a big, big difference on their blue line. So overall, uh, I think, uh, yes, it's a surprise for everyone. Nobody saw it, but it it just shows you how fast things can change in the NHL with just adding the right pieces. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, we recorded yesterday with another show and we were talking about how uh, the East is changing every day. You know, those top four are just shifting up and down and up and down. Um, so in terms of who you see in those top four slots, now that we're halfway through the season for the central division, do you have, you know, a top four that you're confident in or is it still a question mark? It's still a question mark because there are some teams that, uh, and that's the funny thing, right? Earlier in the season, people are like, oh, Chicago's rebuilding. They're not even going to be close. They're borderline a lottery team. Right. And then all of a sudden, you know, hey, look at them. They're they're hanging in there. So it's tough. You know, I know Carolina, Tampa, and right now Florida's proving they're going to be the real thing. So it's going to be a big battle for that fourth spot, which – you know, obviously Dallas, I think Dallas, the Blue Jackets, and Chicago are the three teams that are really going to compete for that fourth spot. Um, but the one, two, three, to me, is pretty much set right now. So no surprises there. Right. And in terms of what do you think the Blue Jackets now, with that fourth slot really up in the air, do you think they should be buying, selling, you know, pushing for that slot, in your opinion, pushing for that slot or just – trying to figure out what they should be doing with all those free agents going into the off season or what? Well, for me, I think it's, uh, you have to make sure you can, or you sign them before the season's over, or at that point you might as well trade them because it's, uh, you know, it's hard to lose guys to free agency and the Columbus Blue Jackets are very well aware. They've seen it over the last few years uh, for nothing uh, when free agency, uh, opens up so if you can't sign these guys to extension you might as well get something in return for them uh, because it's just you never know what can happen in the playoffs but you have to to play the odds and the probability and say okay let's be smart about it if you're seed fort and you're playing tampa it's like what are our odds you know we would have to add a whole lot more than we have right now and you know you don't want to go into uh, a playoff run and adding a bunch of pieces to make a push and then you don't make it because now you look like a fool. So, uh, yeah, I guess it's above my pay grade. So I don't know what I would do, but uh, they're in a really tight situation here. So we shall see. Yeah, that's a great point. 
like I was saying when we were talking yesterday about the East, um, we were referencing the Blackhawks because it was, you know, yeah, they're hanging in there, but is it really worth their time to, you know, sell and try to, you know, make a run with what they have because they're just going to, I don't think they're, you know, good enough to make a run, but they're, they're hanging in there in the central division. That doesn't mean that they're going to, once they get, if they're able to get past those first two play-in rounds in the division uh, in the playoffs, once they play other teams, doesn't make a difference. And I think that's pretty interesting. Once you look at the playoff uh, setup and, you know, you play your first two in the division and then the next one you play out of your division, that'll be the first time that X team plays, you know, not the other seven that they've been playing all season. Um, do you think that the central teams that you have confident in your top three are going to hold their own against the other divisions, knowing that the central division is the weaker of the other three divisions? Or do you think there's going to be some issues? I think as weird as the central is right now, the, the top three, right? So, So you look at the bottom and, you know, I think Detroit – Nashville, I, I don't see them make any kind of run. Detroit is out for sure. Nashville, I don't see them getting hot. But if you look at the top three and you look at Carolina, Tampa, and Florida, I mean, if they're not in the same conference, I think two of those three teams can easily make it to the Stanley Cup Finals. So it's all going to be about whoever wins it to be healthy enough because they're going to have to grind through two incredible teams, no matter how. And, you know, once you get, I don't know exactly how the setup's going to come, but from the other divisions, I would say, you know, Winnipeg is my favorite in the North division. I think Toronto's good, but I, you know, Winnipeg is a scary team if they really get going uh, out of the East, it's going to be tricky. I don't know if it's going to be Boston, you know, it could be Washington. Who knows who's going to come out? Philadelphia is playing pretty well as well. And then the West, I think it's going to be Vegas hands down. So it's going to be really, really interesting, but I would not count the central division out whatsoever. Cause I think probably two of the top, uh, probably three of the top five teams in the league are literally in the central right now. If you look at the way Carolina, Florida and uh, Tampa Bay's playing. So it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. That's for sure. Yeah, it is. You, you took my next question. Cause I was going to say, who would you take from each division uh, in the final four? But um, I mean, thank you for hopping on with us. That is all I have. Um, what would you tell any, everyone that's listening where they can find you on social media? Oh boy. What am I? I'm not a big social media guy, but I'm at JLGP34 on uh, Instagram and on Twitter. So yeah, at JLGP34. Perfect. And thank you again for hopping on. Good luck to the Blue Jackets today against the Stars. We will be rooting for them. And if you are listening, please check out Slapshot Sweethearts on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, wherever you get your uh, podcast information. And we will see you next time. Thank you. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.